If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You might feel like you need a team of 15 to be really high performing, but I promise that with the right contractor in the right position, you'll be able to get a few hours of your time back each week. And that alone can be so impactful for how you're able to show up in your business and grow to the next level. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. At the end of last year, my entire team, we all hopped on a Zoom call and we did this round robin where we shared what we were most proud of. Given how challenging and uncertain 2020 was, we had a lot of gratitude for how we were able to come out of it, both as individuals and as a team. My piece of gratitude, I was so thankful that not only were we able to support our entire team through the pandemic year, but that every person on my team also got a raise or a bonus. That felt like a huge accomplishment to me and a massive responsibility. And I'm just so proud that we were able to do that through our teamwork. You might look at my business and think, whoa, you have a team of 10? That's crazy. And maybe that seems massive or even super small. Whatever side of the spectrum you're on, having a team is something I get asked about the most. Even just five years ago, I could have never dreamed that I'd have a full-time team of 10 or that I'd be called a boss. It does feel crazy, especially coming from being a solopreneur for over five years before even making that first hire. So this definitely didn't happen overnight or even in one or two or even three years. It's been this slow and intentional growth. And honestly, I'm thankful for that. Years ago, I attended a workshop hosted by a husband and wife photography duo, and I remember sitting there as they shared about how they outsourced a piece of their process, which was their photo editing, and how much time it saved them and freedom it gave them. And I remember thinking to myself, I could never give that up. It's a part of my process. No one can do it as good as I can. 
it was naive of me at the time. And I truly believed those things and didn't believe that I could swing the expense of the help. But a few years later, I could almost hear their voices saying, Jenna, I told you so. When I was so burnt out from shooting every single weekend and editing every waking moment during the week, I ran the numbers and it would only cost me a few hundred dollars to outsource even just a portion of my editing. And it would save me hours upon hours. I could still edit my favorite images, do the parts that I wanted to while letting go of the rest to free up my time and my energy in order to dream up ways to make more money and help cover the expense of outsourcing. Now, once I got that feeling of freedom, even if it was just for a few extra hours each week, I was hooked. Growing my team, hiring, learning how to release control and outsource more tasks over the years happened like it happens for most entrepreneurs. Slowly, thoughtfully, and by hiring one person at a time, letting go of the tasks that I needed help with or gaining the valuable help that was necessary in order to scale. I didn't hire everyone at once. I hired super slowly as my business grew and as my profits allowed me to reinvest into the help that I needed. See, you don't need a team of 10 or even one full-time employee to be able to begin outsourcing and releasing your workload capacity. I started with someone who would join for each project, helping me edit the photos. Then I hired someone to help me with inbox management for a few hours a week. And the best part was I paid them for their time, which ebbed and flowed with each season. The beauty of working for yourself means that you create your hours, your schedule, and your days, and you can also choose the tasks and projects that you can offload from your plate a few hours a week to a contractor when the timing is right. So let's talk about all of these things and so much more in today's episode. Today's episode is all about teams. I'm ready to be your coach. Are you ready to join me? The best news is it doesn't have to be this big, overwhelming thing, you know, hiring someone to support your business, but it should absolutely be intentional and thoughtful. AKA, I would advise that you don't just hire someone you see in a random business Facebook group who seems like they maybe hopefully might be able to help you out on the side for seven bucks an hour. You want to find someone who is proficient and has a skill set aligned with what your exact needs are. You can always teach and train on the details, but having someone who has knowledge in your industry or what you're needing is a really great place to start in order to gain the confidence and trust required to really reap the benefits of hiring. Instead of jumping in and pulling the trigger on just getting someone, anyone in place, which by the way is super tempting, especially when you're in a crazy busy season where you can hardly keep your head above water and you're feeling utterly burnt out, like I get it. But rather, I want for you to walk through a few thought processes and exercises to dial into exactly the type of support person or people that you need in order for your business to flourish. It's better to enter this whole idea with a plan and with the bandwidth to get someone onboarded when you're not super stressed or frazzled or frankly ready to quit. Now, before you're like, Jenna, exercises? No, thanks. I was ready to listen and learn on autopilot while I clean my house from top to bottom or while I take my dog for a walk or while I make my child mac and cheese. Hold tight. These exercises are so super simple and they're eye-opening and they can be done anywhere as long as you have a few minutes of bandwidth and a little extra brain capacity to thoughtfully think through how these things can help you. 
This is something that can be absolutely transformational for your business once you start digging into your own needs, your blind spots, your weaknesses, and your strengths within your business. So let's get into it and walk through the exact steps you can begin taking today to get an exceptional support team in place in order for your business to thrive and for you to have the capacity to dream and rest and build and breathe a little easier again. No matter if you've hired before and just didn't feel like you clicked with your team or you've hired before and you love your team and you're ready to onboard again, or you're not even sure you're in the right place to hire, this episode will help you navigate what priorities to focus on as you build out an awesome support system, whether that's now or a little bit later on, as well as to make meaningful hiring decisions for you, your business, and your future. So first things first, Look at what tasks are in your business and map them out. So over the next week or even two weeks, what I want for you to do is to set a notebook by your computer or open up the notes app or a Google doc. And every time you are spending time working, jot down the tasks you're busy completing. Bonus points if you write down how long they take you, like how long you're spending on a certain thing. Pretend with me that you've got a hand in a timesheet to a boss or someone that's tracking your time honestly so that you have this holistic look at what you really do all day and what it is that's taking up your time. A lot of times we feel super busy, but by the end of the day, we feel like we've got nothing accomplished. Simply tracking where your time goes and what it's spent on is the first necessary step to getting the right help. One of the very first keys to knowing who and how to hire support is getting really intimate with all of the processes in your business. If you're a solopreneur, odds are that you already have a heavy hand in all the moving parts of your business. But have you ever taken the time to sit down and map out each step in each system? This process can be called a couple different things. You might have seen it touted as process mapping or standard operating procedures, SOPs, but essentially you're looking at all of the main overarching tasks within your business and breaking each one down to evaluate all the little and many tasks that it takes to complete the larger ones. So inside my business, you could look at a bunch of bigger projects like producing the podcast, managing our courses, running launches, publishing blog and website content, or creating an email or a Pinterest plan. Within each of those larger tasks or buckets are a bunch of subtasks. Like for example, to prep a podcast episode from start to finish, we need to come up with a topic and or find a subject to interview for the episode, perform research on that topic or guest to prepare for recording, plan a time to record, record the actual episode, edit the episode, write show notes, deliver promo assets to the guest, prep social media content to promote the episode, and a few other odds and ends tucked in between. Now, when I look at that list, it's a lot of pieces to execute on my own. And I don't really have much of a knack for things like editing podcasts or summarizing the episodes into interesting consumable show notes. And while I likely could do those things or learn those things, they'd probably take me a long time and take up precious time that I could be spending in other places in my business. So those are immediately things that I can see that would be good for me to outsource. And by the way, this of course is hypothetical. If I were looking at my business and didn't have a team yet, now thank goodness I do have a team. I have my podcast producer, Kylie, who handles so many of these subtasks for me now. 
One of the biggest mistakes or mindset blocks that I held when it came to hiring was that because I could do things, I thought I should. But as I've hired experts or people who are far more proficient at things like audio editing or search engine optimization, I not only am getting a better quality end product, but I'm also supporting other people's passions and their proficiencies. Anyway, if you can not only identify the big projects that take up most of your time, but break down your tasks in your business and look at each step of execution, I bet it'll be super clear right away which big and little tasks you could A, love to do and would never ever want to give up, B, would prefer not to do, but you're pretty good at them and you can manage them fairly easily. And C, those tasks that you hate doing, that you're not good at, that you avoid and hardly have time for. Those ones that you love likely fall within your genius zone, aka they are your passions. They light you up. They keep you going and motivate you to perform at your best. They simply don't feel like work and they bring you the most joy in your business. Don't ever, ever, ever outsource these guys because these are likely the tasks that allow you to work your magic and show up as your best self in the way that only you can. The ones that are more meh, they're not totally miserable or intolerable. Those aren't your genius spots, but they're likely manageable for the time being. Hang on to them for now, but keep them on the back burner as things that you might want to outsource eventually when your business allows. And those last ones, the ones that you truly despise doing, those tasks and things that you put off or never complete, the ones that you honestly just aren't good at, get rid of them. And I don't mean just stop doing them as they're likely necessary to keep your business going, but these should be the first tasks that you can outsource, no questions asked. Plus, if you think about it, if you truly dislike doing something, doesn't that usually mean it takes you way longer for you to complete it? Whether there's a steep learning curve or you just procrastinate, you probably find yourself shuffling your feet when it comes to those hate tasks. When instead, if you hired someone whose genius spot aligned with those things, they could likely get it done in way less time and for less money than your time and frustration spent on it is worth. Plus the time that you save by outsourcing gives you more time to market, dream up new ideas, be the visionary, serve clients, and make more money. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive members membership sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi who are making six and seven figures 
figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. After you process map your business's tasks, Here's your next step. Make sure to write down at least five things that excite you, that you'd never give up, and that fall within your area of expertise. Follow that up with a priority list of the things that are the bottom of your list, that are eating up much of your time, and prioritize from one to five in the order of what you'd like to release first and hire help for. Even if you're not ready, these lists can really help for you to understand your priorities and to start to see your genius spots and the things that you're not so great at. From there, you can establish exactly where you're going to need some help. See if any items you need to outsource could be grouped into a similar category so that you could potentially build a position around it. So when I was first hiring, getting help photo editing was my first step. And that was just on a job by job basis based off of my shooting schedule. It was super easy for me to do it because I didn't have to have her on retainer or hire her on. I would just send her the photos when I had a wedding and then I would pay her for the amount of work she did. After that hire, I needed help managing my inbox and making sure that I was taking care of my clients. I was literally the queen, that person that would read and then mark an email as unread. And I told myself I'd get back to it when in reality, email and being connected to my inbox 24-7 was really impacting my mental health. And it just wasn't a strong suit of mine. It was one of those stress points for me. So I had to choose, you know, slowly where my greatest needs were. And they weren't these massive things. I didn't go out and hire someone full time. These were paid by the hour and I only paid for the work that someone did. So when you think about it, it's really interesting because I think a lot of times we think about like consistently paying someone, but a lot of freelancers out there can do it on a job by job basis, which kind of frees up that mental stress. 
So when we think about the tasks, it's really important to see, is there an opportunity to group tasks together? So for example, if writing sales copy, email content, and social media captions is not a thing that you love, or you always run out of time in order to get it all done, you're probably going to be in the market for a copywriter or a content writer. If it's more administrative tasks that weigh you down, like responding to emails, offering support, providing community help online or in your Facebook groups, then maybe a virtual assistant or a VA or an online business or community manager might be the best hiring move for right now. If it's a toss-up and you need help in several areas or could potentially build multiple positions out of your needs, don't worry. I find that so many entrepreneurs are visionaries and end up needing high quality support in several arenas. And that's totally normal. Even if it's just one to two hours a week in each area, there are likely people who can support the specific needs you have. Now, it might feel overwhelming to think about hiring a bunch of people straight out the gate. So lean on your priority list and build up the confidence in making wise hiring decisions one by one, starting with your greatest priority and then moving down the line. If you're still feeling stuck or unsure of where you truly need help, I'd encourage you to ask yourself the following questions to really dial into who and what you need to help you with the most first or next so that you don't feel like you're frozen and can't make a decision that will move you in the right direction. So here are four questions to ask yourself. You can write these down if you need to. First, what are my most urgent needs? Like when I'm thinking about like putting out fires or things that I really need to address quickly, what are the most urgent tasks? Number two, what important task or tasks currently aren't getting done because I don't have the time, energy, skill, knowledge, or capacity? What are those things that you know you should do, but you're not doing for whatever reason? Number three, what position could grow with my brand and take on more work down the line, even if I only need support with one or two things right now? This one's really critical because when I think of my first virtual assistant, which was Caitlin, she was just helping me with inbox management. Then her position grew and changed over the years, and she still works for me today in an entirely different role. And so know that nothing has to be set in stone. And if you find the right person, they likely can do more than one thing. And then number four, what would provide me the most relief to remove from my plate? Like what's something that will give you that feeling of peace and freedom, which is likely the reason why you became an entrepreneur in the first place. Knowing your own pain points and weaknesses and really accepting them is a first step to accepting the right help. You might feel like you need a team of 15 to be really high performing, but I promise that with the right contractor in the right position, you'll be able to get a few hours of your time back each week. And that alone can be so impactful for how you're able to show up in your business, take on new opportunities and grow to the next level. Every single time that I've traded money in order to free up my time, my business has grown. Seriously, like every time. And it's in making those calculated moves and choosing the right hires that has allowed me to dream and learn and grow and scale and expand in so many different ways. The more I hire, the more I business tends to earn because we have the right people in the right places. And so while you might be thinking about the added expense, also think about the saved time and what you can do with that extra time in order to move the needle forward. For example, when I first hired my photo editor, I was super freaked out that I was going to be paying a few hundred dollars per wedding. So I did two things. I raised my rates to reflect that they were going to get their images faster. And I also figured out 
that if I freed up that time that I had been spending editing and I could just book one extra shoot per week, that would make me more money and it would afford me the cost of hiring that help. So think about it that way as well. As you're evaluating your business and your needs, begin to build out a resource library. So there's this girl I know who is always talking about how she works around the clock and she never gets a day off and how she needs help. But the number one reason that she says she won't hire anyone is that she doesn't have the time to train them. Have you ever felt like that? It's so hard when you're watching because it's so counterintuitive. It's like, take the 10 hours to train someone so that you can have help and freedom Moving forward, this is a one-time time investment that can save you so much time down the road. Now, truth be told, I think that's a huge mindset block for many people when it comes to onboarding a team member. And since we likely wait to hire until it's too late or we're overworked and stressed, the thought of adding one more thing like training onto your plate, it can feel overwhelming. I totally get that. And that sometimes can paralyze you so that you keep wearing all the hats, keep making all the excuses, and you never move forward. Even if you're just starting by hiring a virtual assistant for two or three hours a week, you'll find that training that new hire and any future new hires is so much smoother when you actually have systems, even if they're not perfect, even if they can be streamlined in the future, because these systems are something that you can hand over to the person when they're getting onboarded, when they're joining your team. So one great way to do this is to take those standard operating procedures that we talked about earlier, those processes, you know, the big tasks broken down into all the smaller subtasks within your business, and then draft up almost how-to guides, step-by-steps or tutorials for each moving piece of the business. Creating a resource library and brand standards, even before you have a single person on your team, will not only give you more clarity on your processes, but it'll also give you the opportunity to find any holes or inefficiencies to improve before handing things off to a new or future team member. And it also creates a super clear guide for new hires to go through and get to know your business, your brand, and your procedures. So there's this easy to understand training resource right from the start of the time of working with you. It's a win-win all the way around. We have blog standards, podcast standards. We have email sequences. I have all of this mapped out for my business because usually it was something that I owned and had to do and creating templates and tools and step-by-steps helped keep me in line. But they also helped me to have what I needed to hand off in order to train someone new. So a couple and easy, efficient ways to do this is by recording a bunch of screencasts or looms, basically recording your screen, walking through your projects or your procedures. If you've never used a thing called loom, let me be the first to introduce you to this amazing tool. And I might add that this is not sponsored. I just love it so much. We use it all the time. So you can go to loom.com. That's L-O-O-M.com. And it's basically a screen recording tool that allows you to record yourself on video or audio, walking you through a process on your computer screen. We use this all the time. I'll use it to review websites. I'll use it to review copy. If I'm getting stuck somewhere, I'll record that and walk someone through. And sometimes I'll even use it in place of team calls on busy weeks. I just record and give my team a brief and personal or professional update on what's going on. Now there are both paid and free versions of Loom. So it's helpful for any business of any size. And 
This also allows your team to go back and revisit old Loom videos to refresh themselves on certain processes, which I frankly love because if someone's just starting out and they need to remember how to log in and publish a blog post or where to check for the metrics for something, they can just watch a video as many times as they need to learn the process without feeling annoying or bogging anyone else down with questions, including me. Now, another way is to just have one designated spot as a master home of all resources for your business. Like for example, even a Google doc could work with links to different logins or pages with different step-by-step walkthroughs for various tasks and projects. The key here is to organize it well so that your team can have a simple and clear spot to land if they need help. And it helps eliminate the same questions over and over. Like your goal is to just have all of your processes and procedures in one spot that they can visit and revisit as you bring on new team members and get them trained on your systems. So even if you have no team or a team of one or two, creating a setup like this early on is so beneficial for when you do grow and it allows you to maintain consistency across the board, no matter who's handling what. And one thing I'd like to know, no one has ever quit my team. And so what's interesting is for people that have high turnover or they're hiring people for just a set amount of time, really encourage them to record Loom so that you're not left high and dry if they decide to leave or you're not exactly sure what their process looked like. It's a really great way to also have that insight into your own business when you do become a boss and you're not in the day-to-day tasks. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Now, once you've brought a couple of support team members on, be sure to connect them and introduce them to one another in person if possible, but virtually if not. That way they know who and how they can collaborate with each other on certain projects. And you won't always have to be the in-between person managing communications, which honestly can bog down a lot of your time in and of itself. And that's so not the goal of bringing on a support team. Like the reason you're doing this is because we want you to spend less time on small details and communications and more time thinking of your genius, new visionary ideas to expand and grow. There is so much power in connecting your team instead of having them all work in their own silo. And for me, I really realized this when I had Coco and I didn't have an integrator yet. And I had a team of nine and everyone had to go through me and I was feeling really stretched and I felt like things were only moving forward if I was helping guide them. And I also felt like sometimes I was the cog in the wheel holding things up because I wasn't online all the time as a mom. And so I had to totally pivot my approach with how my team collaborates as it's grown. Like I used to be the person I hated team calls. I didn't love project management softwares. I tried them all, never liked them. And it wasn't because I didn't necessarily see the value in those things, but it was because I didn't want to have to be the one to mess with setting them up and keeping people accountable and keeping everyone on a schedule and with a system. Like that is not my genius place. It's not my strong suit. And I should have known that it would take bringing in someone else who was good at those things and organizing that for us effectively in order to keep them running. And so when I hired my integrator, Marissa, she's actually been on the podcast before and she's been an all around lifesaver in the terms of planning and systems and strategy that go on behind the scenes for Team JK. And she does the impossible of impossible tasks and got me not only used to, but excited for weekly team calls and got us all integrated onto one project management platform, monday.com. If you want to check out Monday and why we love it, go to jennalovesmonday.com. It's our favorite and we couldn't operate without it. And so basically Marissa has been this magic worker and she's totally allowed our team to go next level in terms of collaboration capabilities. She set up these smart and easy to follow systems for us to manage projects and check in with one another to see how we can support and work together. And it's just been amazing because it was one of those hires where it wasn't necessarily a specific task, but it was all the things. And now she's kind of keeper of all the things in the team, which frees me up on a whole new level. Now, if you have a team, no matter its size, and even if you're not a huge fan of formal meetings or extra apps, I'd highly recommend setting up and starting with at least one collaboration platform for your team, whether it's an easy chatting platform like Slack or a task manager like monday.com. These allow you or your team members of yours to build out a project plan with deadlines and priorities and kind of serves as this way to check in without having to micromanage. And it allows you as a boss to keep a pulse on a project without all of the back and forth and unnecessary communication. And if you're not regularly checking in with your team members, maybe a weekly call isn't necessary, but I'd recommend considering at least bi-weekly or even once monthly check-ins so that everyone feels open to ask questions and provide updates and just connect with each other semi like face-to-face. It's just amazing. It can change everything and it helps for you to keep tabs on everyone's tasks and to make sure that no one is stuck and needs something from you that's gotten lost in email or other messages. 
And if you don't feel like it's within your strengths to manage the upkeep of those meetings or a project management platform, then that's exactly what having a support team is for. Like I'm speaking to myself two years ago, just as much as I'm telling you this, you don't have to be the wrangler of all the pieces of your business. And you shouldn't, if you want to be the most effective leader and business owner possible, let someone else handle it. And you just show up and keep leaning into your own strengths. If you need help, I highly recommend the book Traction, which talks about the roles of the visionary and the integrator and the importance of those. And it really helps solidify why I needed to make that hire of an integrator. And now I feel like I truly am the visionary of my company. Now, I cannot end this conversation about hiring a support team or a support person for your business without addressing the topic of money. Hiring is an expense. And if you're a solopreneur or a side hustler, extra expenses might not be in the budget at first glance. I have a few episodes about outsourcing and how freeing up time gives you the opportunity to make more money in order to afford that expense. And I'll link them in the show notes of this episode. But here's something a little different. Could you add something to your business, a new offer or product, or even an affiliate selling opportunity that would generate a few extra hundred dollars a month that you don't necessarily need without taking up a ton of extra time? And that could be your support for your hiring fund. So you know I love that my team members all have their own side hustles or businesses in some form. Many of the women on my team are contractors and carry a client list that extends just beyond my brand. Caitlin, my first ever hire, runs a super successful vacation rental business with her husband. Brooklyn and Kylie each have their own podcasts, and Kylie is actually at a place in her podcast where she's bringing on help in order to scale it. With her podcast being still in this growth stage, though, obviously sponsorship dollars aren't huge. And there's a whole task of selling sponsorships, which would add to her list of things that she has to do and soak up the limited time that she has. So instead, Kylie is using a print-on-demand merchandise shop to support her first hire in her side hustle. So basically, she sells sweatshirts, t-shirts, mugs, and other basic fan apparel for her podcast through a company called Printful that handles everything from printing and fulfillment, packaging and shipping. And once the integration was set up on her website, she created a few simple designs using her logo and voila, her merch shop was born and she doesn't have to carry an inventory or worry about shipping. She'll mention this shop on social media and in her episodes every now and then and receives a few orders, even with her show being new and in the early stages. She's already making $300 to $400 a month, enough to hire a few hours of help a week to manage the back-end tasks of her own show. She even told her audience that the purpose of the shop was to fund the hire of an assistant. This transparency then gave her listeners even more reason to spend their dollars. They like the show, they want more of it, and if they buy a sweatshirt, they're directly contributing to the podcast's growth. Not to mention, Kylie also offers a coupon to the merch shop as an opt-in to our email list. Can you tell me and my team we sometimes share a brain? You're an entrepreneur for a reason. You're creative and resourceful, quick thinking and innovative. Knowing that about yourself, what can you dream up that would support the expense of hiring and building a team around you that lifts up and enhances everything you do? As I always like to say, time is our currency. Keep that at the forefront of your mind as you approach the search for a strong support system around your business. Now, I know it might feel scary or like a heavy lift to begin bringing on a team, but in the end, you deserve to focus on your genius spots and allowing yourself the capacity to do so will only benefit your business greater in the long run. 
Your time is valuable. Your energy is powerful. And one of the best ways to protect both is by letting loose the reins just a little bit and bringing in the right people to support and uplift your business so that you are empowered to take things to the next and the next level. No one's meant to do this business thing alone or life for that matter. So begin observing your holes and weak spots and craft a position from there. Stay open to new ways of doing things, new ways of making money and how to collaborate from a distance. And I have zero doubts that you'll be running a knockout team that lifts you and your business up in no time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.